0: Well, welcome. This is
1: WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Uh, very happy that you tuned in once more. It's 89.1 FM on the radio station. And like I always say, if you're having any problems hearing the signal, uh, you might want to just try to live stream this on your laptop, on your computer, and I use Alexis at home. But sometimes the signal is stronger, sometimes it's weaker as you come more and more into Cleveland. Uh, but in Lorraine and outwards towards Lido and southward, it, the signal is very good. So we're very grateful to be in uh, taping one more time, a radio show, David. My yes. good friend, David Abood. Great good to be here David. with you, Jan. Good to be back home. I yes. was in Thailand for a month, yeah. which is literally on the other side of the world. You can't go any further, mm. otherwise you're coming home. Right. Twelve hours <laughs> that different. Took me 35 hours to go from Chiang Mai, Thailand to Cleveland Hopkins wow. Airport. You know, from trip. Taipei to L.A. to yeah. Cleveland. Anyhow, like, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Dorothy said in The Wizard of Oz, it's, it's, uh, there's no place like home. So, <laughs> i always good to go, good to come back, and yeah. good to be back on the radio station. You know, we're so grateful for this station as a platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had interesting guests. We've featured ministries, which we're going to do this morning. Um, We've had Bible studies, apologetics, interesting kind of guests, and uh, I'm sure everyone listening is going to find that out to be true today. So without further ado, a good friend of mine that I've known uh, as a friend in ministry, a brother in Christ, Robert Kylo. Uh, You may remember him from years ago uh, with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and he's going to share his story, his testimony, how he came to the Lord, how he got involved in this ministry with sports. And some upcoming events that are coming. That's really a blessing, not just to Cleveland, but Mm -hmm. I mean, in the wider Mm -hmm. range. So, having said that, Robert. Kylo, we're gonna introduce you by letting you introduce yourself. So tell us about yourself, Robert. Thank you for taking time to be here today.
0: Well, first of all, John, David, thanks for the opportunity I, to absolutely. be here. Appreciate the listening absolutely. audience. You preface your statements by saying interesting stories prior to this one. <laughs> I don't know if my story's interesting, but I know it's my story. You know? <laughs> I'll be honest about it. You know, my life verse is Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. Paul's letter to the Ephesians chapter two, ten, which says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus onto good works which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I love that passage because mm-hmm. it speaks of God's sovereignty, his intentionality, that before we were even born, God had a purpose for each of us. It's such an encouragement and it's come back time and yes. time again as it does today. I'll be the first to admit that in the first nearly 25 years of my life, I wasn't thinking about God's purpose for my life. I was thinking about my purpose for my life. I I like to say I was a heathen knucklehead who cared all about me, me, and me. I don't know if anyone can relate, but if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then that means you think you're the Lord Mm -hmm. of your life, and it's problematic. I've shared my testimony many times, I think in Luke 6, 46 through 49, Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, yet not do the things which I say? And then he juxtaposes the house built on the rock versus the sand difference is the the rock has obedience Mm -hmm. the sand does not what I didn't realize listening audience is that for nearly 25 years my life was built on the sand Mm -hmm. I did what I was told to do I went to school got pretty decent grades played sports dated a couple girls went to college got a degree worked in professional sports and did what I was quote-unquote told to do but nowhere in those first 25 years nearly was Jesus the Lord of my life and the scripture in Luke six is very clear that storms come to each house, and some pretty violent storms came to mind. I got. Go so yeah.
1: just by way for the audience's sake, Robert, you were born here in Cleveland. Yeah, you were born you're, in you're,
0: Cleveland, raised in Olmstead Falls. Olmstead Falls. Okay. Yes, so what
1: high what, what high school did you go Olmsted to? Olmsted
0: Falls. Thirty years ago, class of nineteen ninety three, okay. which. My goodness, that just tells me that I'm not in my late teens anymore, 93, <laughs> like, and then
1: you went off to what college? I went to Ohio University. Okay, I just wanted the audience yeah, 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 to get context. context.
0: Yeah, class oh, of 93, Bulldogs. That's where my mom went, Ohio University. Yeah. Go yeah. Bobcat. Yeah. And then a Bobcat in yeah. 1998. Okay. So a big year for me, actually, God willing. This June will be 30 years since graduating from high school. 25 years graduating from college. Oh. I'll go on record to say I loved every second at Ohio University, hence the five years. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Again, before I came yeah, to right. the Lord. For sure. <laughs> but, yeah, that's great context. And, and some storms hit my life, mm-hmm. John and David. First yeah. of all, in 1994, I was diagnosed with something called fibromyalgia, hmm. a really weird disease. They're still trying to figure it out. It mimics rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. You get intense pain. Huh. Which, admittedly, almost on a daily basis, I'm in some level of pain. And I was never a world-class athlete. You can tell by my stature <laughs> I'm not a pro athlete. Mm-hmm. But I played good enough where I could play best yeah. basketball, baseball, football, golf, all those things. And I was just in immense pain. So that was a struggle for me mm. because my identity was mm-hmm. in sports. And now I'm getting hit with some health issues. Right. And, and then in 1996, our family got hit with a level 5 hurricane. My mother was killed in a car accident. Mm. And obviously that's Sounds a tough hard life. To hear Yeah, thank you. It, it was My It was painful. I was actually flying back from Boston to Columbus. I just got an internship in the National Basketball Association, literally flying high as I'm coming back to Ohio. She's driving from Cleveland to Columbus to pick me up on December 8, 1996. Hits a patch of black ice, mm-hmm. loses control of her Ford Explorer. Crushed and killed by a semi. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is cell- before cell phones. I'm at the airport in Columbus waiting her arrival, sure. which never oh, came. Boy. So, trauma, shock, it was painful. And from that, my brother went into a tailspin and was nearly suicidal at one point. My dad was having all kinds of problems. Of course, I'm missing my mom. She was my best friend. Yes, I know that makes me a mama's boy, but mm-hmm. she was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I eulogized her, I said she was the co pilot of all my peaks and valleys. So, to lose her. I mean, this is long ago. I still yeah. miss my mom. Sure, and sure, sure. I mean, thankfully, Christ has filled my heart, but I still miss my mom. Yeah.
2: And how old were you?
0: I was 21. You were 21. Yeah, so Gosh. I I didn't have a clue what to do. But that was what God started to do to open up my mind to eternal things. You know, what happens when you die? Yeah. Where's yeah. my mom? What do we do? And I was raised in a very religious household, and, and I can go on record to say I... I don't think there was ever a time in my now 40, almost 48 years of life where I doubted there was God, but this idea that you can have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus, sure. I'll come back to that later. I didn't know anything about yeah. that. So health issues, mom dies, and then the company I'm working for in 2000 is starting to just spiral downhill. Our stock price is dropping, mm-hmm. everything's falling apart. So that was stressful. The girl that I was thought I was going to marry breaks up with me my grandparents pass away. And that leads me to a very dramatic pivot. Mm -hmm. I remember March 7th of 2000, I'm sitting in my cubicle, kind of an office like this somewhat, and I was always raised to be first in, last out, never Mm -hmm. be outworked. And it's about 6.30 at night. I thought I was the only one there at the office. Uh And I just started to reflect on everything I just shared. And, And, guys, I just started to have some tears well up. Tears became uncontrollable crying, and that's not like me. And out of nowhere, I'll never forget it, I felt a hand on my shoulder. It startled me. And I looked behind me, and it was a guy named Keith Glenn. Keith, if you're listening, by the way, (laughs) I have not seen you in a long time. Thank you for being a big part of my testimony. But he said, well, he called me Rob at the time. He's like, Robert, are you okay? And I'm like, obviously I'm not. He took me into his office, and it was the first time in my life anyone had ever shared a testimony.
1: What did he say exactly, Robert?
0: He shared that he went to Vietnam and experienced trauma of losing his brothers and comrades-in-arms, if you will, became a raging alcoholic, almost lost his wife, but then came to know Jesus Christ as as his personal Lord and Savior. And I'm listening to this like, wow, because Keith, man of peace, always full of joy. Mm. So I'm listening, plus I'm in a broken place. And he looked me across the table and said, Kylo, I got a question for you. I said, what's that, Keith? He said, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And as broken as I was, Mm -hmm. I still was cocky, Uh God forgive me, I went to answer in the affirmative and I stopped. And I remember because I did not have an affirmative answer. I said, Keith, not, not the way you just described it. And then of course the follow-up question, would you like to know Jesus Christ? Yeah. And on March 7th, by God's infinite, amazing grace, I was born again as a follower of Jesus Christ. The next day was my 25th birthday. And I remember I was like shot out of a cannon. I was going to a church in Lakewood, Ohio. I got out of my bed, flew to the, practically to the church, on the door and asked the priest if I could come in and pray. Thankfully, the door was open. He said, why don't you go into the sanctuary? I went to the first pew, got on my knees and started saying, God, I don't know what this relationship's all about, but I want to know you. Well, he's been very gracious to take me up on that.
1: So we might have people listening right now, Robert, that might be in that situation you were in, maybe not to that level of brokenness or maybe even deeper with, with loss, grief, a sense of what's life about, what's going to happen to me when I die. And the way your friend came in that day into your office, I mean, as believers, we should all be sensitive yeah. to those people God put in our lives. But what would you tell someone listening right now, A, that is a believer, that may not be sensitive to reach out like your friend did, and number two, the steps, that what, it, what did it mean? You heard the message, a lot of people say, then, then what do I do? you know, how do I, how do mm-hmm. I appropriate God?
0: Well, I yeah. would speak to a believer. You have a testimony. Mm-hmm. God didn't say, go be my theologians, go be my witnesses. And if you have a testimony, then share it, share it to one person, share it to 10, share it to the world, mm-hmm. because Jesus is in the business of changing lives. Mm-hmm. And Keith Glenn shared his testimony. That was a paying it forward for me now well. to share mine today. And various other times. So I think that's what I would speak to believers. Yeah. And then if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, there's an old classic hymn, What a Friend We Have yeah. in Jesus. Yeah. Jesus wants to be your friend. Yeah. And my encouragement, whether it's a million people listening or 10 or a 1,000 or whatever it may be, if you don't know Jesus, ask him to come into your life. And you know what he'll end up doing? He'll send the Keith Glens, the John Moores, right. the true. David Aboogys, yeah. the Fred Corys, the fill-in-the-blank, that know Jesus and can coach you along. Great. And the last thing I would say is open up the Word of God. I mean, of the many things I'm passionate about, high on the list of my deepest passions, is the inscripturated Word. From Genesis to Revelation, the Word of the living God, it sets captives free, and Jesus is the embodiment of that Word. You want to know Jesus open up His Word, and it's going to point you to Him.
1: The Bible. And so here here, your friend Keith shares his testimony, leads you to a relationship with Jesus Christ, and now you're leading, we're going to talk about this in a moment, mm-hmm. perhaps hundreds, maybe thousands, to Christ through your ministry and fellowship of Christian athletes. And that just shows you the power, yeah. David. You know, okay. we talked about this before. You don't know. You, don't, you just don't know one life that's reached for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I always say... You can count the number of apples on an apple tree, but you cannot count the number of apple trees in an apple. Right. Because it just keeps reproducing, reproducing. Yes, and, yeah. uh, you know, I just came back from overseas. I'm back mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Things are happening here. Yeah. Things are happening. The Lord's really moving. The Holy Spirit is really moving in our day and age. We're going to talk about this big meeting that's coming up at the stadium in a moment. But, uh... All we tend to see is bad news. You turn on TV, you see this, this. There's a lot of good news. The gospel is good news Mm -hmm. going out. And what Robert just shared is really powerful. Okay, so Robert, now at that point, you're a Christian. You're a believer. You're in a church. What's your next steps?
0: Well, I have to admit, I was living a dual life for the first couple of years, it pains me to say that. I had never been discipled. Hmm. I'm a born again believer in Jesus Christ and no one had coached me through hmm. that yeah. I was a seasoned veteran. So fast forward from March 7th of 2000, I'm born mm-hmm. again, yeah. to September of 2003, I did what I always did, which is, okay, well, I'll, I'll still go play sports. I might go throw some beers down and hang out with my buddies. But then eventually in December of 2001, I actually opened up the Bible okay. and hmm. started to read it. Right started to convict me, and I started to have questions. Certainly God's not interested in religion as much as he is a relationship, and he was starting to woo me to him. And then God brought the guy who discipled me. And if you're listening, Rick Duncan, thank you, because it was Pastor Rick Duncan, senior pastor at Cuyahoga Valley Church, who came alongside of me like Keith did in March of 2000. But Rick's question to me was, Robert? Has anyone ever discipled you? Oh. And I said, Rick, well, what do you mean by that? He said, well, you're in the marketplace, aren't you? And at the time, I was. And he said, there's something called Operation Timothy, which is through Christian Businessmen's mm-hmm. Connection or CBMC. It's a three- to four-year comprehensive approach to discipleship. And by God's grace and through Rick's intentionality for nearly three years straight, every Friday morning we met at the McDonald's in North Royalton, and it was through Rick's example I began to understand the scriptures and hopefully be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading, to memorizing scripture, to preaching it, teaching it, and stepping out of my comfort zone and letting some Hmm. sin fall by the wayside, which God's good at doing. And it just was an incredible season of growth. In fact, a lot of the scriptures that just fly out of my Mm -hmm. heart now, from that season, it was intentional scripture memory. Quick story, I remember one of the meetings, I'm going, I was running late, And it was Philippians 4, 6, 7, and 8. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and Mm -hmm. supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And God's peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I didn't have it memorized. And Rick was a stickler. He was a minor league baseball player, a sharp Mm -hmm. guy. And I knew that when I walked into McDonald's, Rick Duncan, Mm -hmm. by the way, listening audience, put people around you that can hold you accountable people that are further along in their journey i think the right. guys like you that are, that are that and teach us but i knew he was going to hold me accountable yeah and i remember i was pulling up to a Whoa. red light i've got my cbmc manual and, I, and i'm looking at the bible lord help me to be anxious for nothing but and his first question hey Ray, kylo you got that scripture verse that accountability mm-hmm. then is paying massive dividends now
1: so this is the key you yeah. know jesus says go make disciples mm-hmm. And and we really have to come back to what Robert just says because often we do everything but yeah. And the disciple that was one on one with yeah, yeah, see, yeah. Three years. that one on one, and that's a, that's a senior pastor well, taking that time out. So yeah,
2: you, know, you know that that's that's what John did with me, Robert and and uh, listeners. So I mean, I remember when uh, when you and I first met. You know, it, it's kind of a crazy story because John was at uh, the church we were at for about five years. I never bumped into him Wow! and then had a situation, uh, where 2007 and eight, I was a, a partner in a <coughs> hedge fund Excuse in New York and the world fell apart. So then, mm. um, you know, uh, Marilyn brought me to church and we ran into, uh, somebody that's the head prayer warrior for the church we were at. And she mentioned, John, I walked down the hall. He was right there. We exchanged mobile numbers and the rest is history. And He took me to his house and just gave me baby steps. I never read the Bible, but I was Roman Catholic and I was
0: a server boy. Yeah, sure. Growing I was up. Collector back in the day. Okay, yeah.
2: so I never opened the Bible. <laughs> yeah. So um the importance of John taking me through you, you know, he kind of did the the 30,000 foot view of the Bible and then we got into the weeds. Sure. But that was the best thing And and now, look, seven years later, you know, Robert reminded us we first interviewed him in 2016. That's right. right. We we are still on this show. Uh, And and the people we've had. um, So it's been a heck of a learning experience. And, you know, I think the best thing about when you have a mentor like John or this pastor that, that you were with, Is how humble they are and how they always seem to be at equilibrium Mm. so you want to put the work in but you also are very grateful for the time they're investing in you but it has to be mutual Mm. and so you know there's only so many people if you think Jesus Christ Mm. you know what he did he only had 12 key Mm. disciples and he was really close with three he didn't. He didn't have fifty all the time around him because that shows you mm. what's involved yes. in the mentorship. So you never want to take on too much. Oh. Even if you do one person a year, you're going to commit to. That's a significant commitment with all your other stuff. So, but um, I, I think I think everything you've said, and then fellowship of christian athletes i guess we should even talk about why them right. why aren't you robert you know a pastor versus being in this organization yeah
1: well, maybe yeah. we can segue yeah because you led us up to this point but well, we're going to come back to that discipleship yeah. piece okay. before we finish because okay. i want the listeners to realize this is so important in our day and age and if you're equipped if you've been a believer yeah and you've been into the word of god we always have to remember what we have is meant for others. What we have is meant for others. And we've been heavily invested in all of us, Yes, and that's meant for
2: others. So, Robert. Well, John, before you do that, you know, I I think from my perspective, I can't speak for you too, but even being a server boy uh, all those years, I thought my time was an hour on Sunday, or if I did 5 o'clock mass Saturday night, Uh or if I did my morning service uh, before school, which I did, uh, at 6.15, I showed up for the 6.30 service. I thought that's all I needed to do. Mm. Mm. And, and and to your point, John, it is so much more because before Jesus ascended, he said, go and create disciples in yeah. my name. Yeah. And, and that was his last statement to us. But I think we should expand upon it. You're really doing that with Fellowship of yeah. Well, in a real brief point, yeah. but
0: I think it's a significant point. When Jesus Christ died a bloody yeah. death to purchase our yeah. ransom, and to bring us into eternal life. He didn't do it for one hour of our week.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, There's
0: 168 hours of the week, and part of my journey in being discipled by Mm -hmm. Rick, and by the way, through your men's fellowship that Mm -hmm. you and Fred have facilitated now for 10-plus years, God willing, I'm there as many Mm -hmm. Fridays as I can. The Word of God Mm -hmm. with the men of God, encouraging one another to love and good works has been a big part of my journey. But I had to really make Mm -hmm. a massive pivot, and I hope I do it daily, you're saved by grace alone, but then you're also under the lordship of Jesus Christ, and he wants all of it. Jesus didn't hold back anything on the cross. Mm-hmm. Last thing I want to do is hold anything back from him. So that means he gets my finances. That means he gets my marriage. That means he gets my kids. That means he gets my sexuality. That means he gets my calling. That means he gets my work hours, the relationships I have, all of it, my health, and you name it. There's nothing that's not under the blood Damn. of Jesus. And I think that's a key point, not because I'm saying it, but if you're at a point right now and you're listening to this message, you are know, like, who's this Kylo guy? Don't worry about that. But Jesus is your Lord. Mm-hmm. And he died so that he could purchase your life, liberate mm-hmm. you from this world system that's diametrically opposed to the things of God and bring you into a relationship with him because he paid a price that's eternally great. What what's what we need to just not hold anything back from him.
1: Yeah, you bring up so. a good point, Robert. You know, the founder of our mission organization, Worldwide Evangelization for Christ, or WEC, mm-hmm. is the acronym, yeah. st- founded a hundred years ago by a British man named C.T. Studd. Yeah, and what he came to a point in his exactly. life. He was a, he was mm-hmm. a sports great, player. He was a cricketer. He was yeah, one yeah. of the best in England. Yeah. Yep. But he came to a point in his life, and he says, "If Jesus Christ be God, mm-hmm. and He died for me, yes. then no sacrifice is too great for me to make." For him. And that became the byline of the mission. It would end up, he'd go to Africa. He would die in the Congo. Uh, Hmm. But today, uh, this mission organization is like in 60 countries around the world. Hmm. But that was his thing. you got to think about this. What just Robert said, if Jesus Christ be God, not a prophet or not a a holy Hmm. man. If he be God and he died for me, and that hit me in 1975 when I accepted Christ, that he died for me, John Michael Murtha. And that was like overwhelming all my bad stuff all my poor example all my sin all my, i it was on him and peace and forgiveness and purpose yeah. and was given that's called the great exchange yeah. he who knew no sin became sin for us yes. that we might become the righteousness of god mm-hmm. and that's what happened to robert so now oh. as we move forward robert and why at well we understand your background was in mm-hmm. athletics yeah. you were actually in mm-hmm. yeah, yeah go for that
0: well god has a I do think he has a sense of humor. I mean, I think. Says Psalm too. he laughed. Yeah, Psalm that, two, he <laughs> laughed, right? right. We know he laughed and certainly he wept when Lazarus died. So he does demonstrate various emotions. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's full circle. I was a sports industry major at Ohio University. Mm. And my career ambition was to be the general manager of the Cleveland Indians. Oh. I know that's a pretty lofty goal, but. Yeah. I still think, I mean, I know they're the Guardians now, but my favorite all-time team in Cleveland sports history is the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, right, right, I love the game of baseball. I love sports as a whole. And back in the 90s, the Cleveland Indians were the team.
1: Yeah, they were good. John oh, yeah. Hart
0: was a general manager. I just remember thinking, I want to be like him. So I'm going to go to Ohio university. I'm going to get a sports mm-hmm. industry degree. I'm going to work in professional sports. Well, thank God God has another idea, because now, by God's infinite grace, I'm an executive in a sports ministry. Mm -hmm. I mean, only God could take a heathen knucklehead who wanted to be a GM in professional sports, not that there's anything inherently wrong with that, and many years later turned me into the state director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes whose mission is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship Mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ and his church. And forgive me if this is a statement that sounds self-serving. There's a lot of organizations out there Mm -hmm. that during tumultuous times with the cultural issues of our times that are anti-biblical, they get kind of squishy. Well, you know what? FCA doesn't. We take a strong biblical stance. God created us male and female. Uh, His creative order hasn't changed. God has a plan for humanity. Mm -hmm. It's his earth, and it's the fullness thereof that all belongs to him. The gospel's still good news. Mm -hmm. You still need to know Jesus, and we don't take a back seat to anybody except we take a front seat for Jesus. Mm. And Billy Graham said once that a coach in one year can have more influence over our youth than most of us can in a lifetime. Absolutely. The question yeah. is, is what kind of influence are they having? Yeah. And our goal is to work with men and women from the professional ranks down to elementary school that are gonna leverage their God-given platform to stand in the high places of cultural influence and stand boldly for Jesus. Quick story, Don McLennan, our founder in the 50s, Otto Graham and Branch Rickey and some of these legends of sports are contributing to FCA because they love the mission. It's gospel centered. Mm-hmm. And Ed Sullivan catches wind that, wow, this FCA is on the move. We uh-huh. should have Don on our show. The night before Don McLennan's to appear on the show, he gets a call from the co producer saying, Hey, Don, our, we're really looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. But we think for our listening audience, we're going to refer to you as Don McLennan, the founder of the Fellowship of Athletes.
1: Oh. Notice a big word missing there. Yeah.
0: We're the Fellowship of. Christian athletes and Don said, I'm sorry, uh, could you share that again? Uh, yeah, Don McLennan, Fellowship of Athletes, he said, Well, then I'm not going to appear on your show. And what I love about that story is that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Yeah, I right. know that firsthand because I know for a long part of my journey I was a big friend of the world, but it's much better to be an ally of God, He'll take care of the world. And FCA is not a perfect organization, far from it, but we do serve a perfect God who uses it mightily.
1: So FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you made a good point, Robert, I wanted you to expand on. The influence of a coach, and especially a young man's life, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, even into the pro sports, because you're like a tribe, you're going through all of this stuff together, you're traveling together, you're winning, you're losing, people are getting hurt they're so close a pastor they hear on sunday it's powerful i mean the teaching and the preaching but i agree with what you said about the coach and the influence a coach can have for a positive or negative mm-hmm. yes to point a person to christ or not christ now just a quick example before i was a christian uh i used to like uh nfl uh, pro uh, yeah. whatever sure. and i always would watch tom landry and I couldn't figure this guy out. You know, he was, calm was a cute, company. he would always wear that hat, that, that little roll-up yeah. paper or whatever. <laughs> but he was always, I thought, what? Classy. He's yeah, he's different. Well, he could be classy. He could be classy. <clears throat> Hank Stram was classy, you know. Yeah. But there was something about, and then once, later years when I saw Billy Graham and he came oh. up to give a testimony, I thought, that's it. He was, his whole thing, yeah, he was a coach, he was a Super Bowl winner, but his whole thing was about Jesus Christ. And that really struck me. Even as an unbeliever, his life is, was like planting little seeds. And I, To your point, yeah. to your point, Robert. Well, you know,
0: it's interesting. Obviously, we're not here to talk about money, but God is very generous to us through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Our major donor program is called Tom Landry and Associates. Is that right? Why? Because Tom Landry was used mightily by God during his living years on this side of heaven to help advance our mission. And he would share his testimony. In fact, I think one of the oh. first... $10,000 checks that was ever written to support our ministry, I think was from Tom Landry. Is that right? So wow. our Tom Landry and Associates program, of which we have 99 families, churches, businesses in the state of Ohio that are giving at that level or more, it's named after Tom Landry.
1: Say that again. So it's Tom Landry Fund.
0: Tom Landry and Associates is our major donor program for people that are giving a minimum of $10,000 a year to our ministry. We so have 99 in Ohio, which is remarkable.
1: You put out some contact information, because the listeners might be listening, because some of this is new, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So how do people find out about you, and uh, then we'll start getting into this event that's coming up at the stadium.
0: Well, it's so gracious, and and I say this, you know, coming from a private sector background, I know numbers can speak to something. So please hear my heart, this is not to just rattle off stats, but for context's sake... The Fellowship of Christian Athletes has been around since 1954. Mm-hmm. Our global vision is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and mm-hmm. athletes. We're in all 50 states of the United yeah, States and wow. 110 countries in the world.
1: 110 countries.
0: 110 countries. Oh, I didn't realize that. Because sports is big business. Sure. Yeah. It's cultural, it's almost religious. <laughs> it almost is. I mean, soccer in Europe is Oh, in Asia. Well, Asia, was Certainly. Yeah. So if we can get Christ into soccer, that's a good thing. But I think for FCA in Ohio, we started to launch in 1968, legendary Rex Kern, quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I know we're Buckeye Nation here in this nation under God. But he started it, and from then on, FCA has really taken root in Ohio. We have 60 staff serving throughout our 88 counties. We have nearly 1,000 discipled volunteers that are leading huddles, leading camps, all across the state Mm of Ohio. We're in 451 schools bringing a gospel-centered discipleship program called E3 Discipleship. We have 15 camps, ranging from all abilities camps, serving special needs families, to leadership camps, to sports specific, to our one-team camp where Avon and Glenville get together kind of for our Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I saw that last year. I remember the Titans. Anyway, not to give a plug on FCA, but there's a lot of a footprint here. But our goal is to get to every coach, get to every athlete. We are not going to do that unless we engage more volunteers. Our theme is to engage, equip, and empower through our E3 discipleship. More men and women across the state of Ohio that will catch the vision, have the heartbeat for discipleship, and in many ways do what Rick Duncan did with me is sit across the table with coaches and athletes and help them go deeper with Jesus. So are
1: you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jan. So your role now, are you the head of Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Where are you in this organization? Well, I'm the
0: state director so, my desire, I mean, I'm the executive for yeah. FCA in Ohio. Ideally, Jesus is the head, I'm right, a right. part of the body, okay. maybe a shoulder <laughs> <laughs> connecting to him. But when it's all said and done, <laughs> my charge is to recruit staff and serve our current leadership team, to work with our boards. We have 11 boards across the state of Ohio, including our FCA Ohio board, and then to raise awareness and funds. Yeah which our budget's nearly $4 million a year, where by God's grace and through the generosity of his people, people are supporting our mission. Right, right, right. And and I didn't come here, obviously, to say this, but since we're talking about it, there's a lot of young people that don't step foot in the four walls, walls of a church. Yeah, right, sure. But they're in huddles, they're playing sports, and if they can come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. through the vehicle of sports... Yeah. We want to partner with churches. Mm-hmm. We want to partner with other nonprofits. Our full court faith basketball league in the inner city of Cleveland, partnership with the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Greater Cleveland YMCA, working with at risk youth to introduce yeah. them to Jesus, mature them in that walk, and then send them into culture. Wow. I mean, these are some exciting initiatives that you could tell I'm probably not.
1: You know, heard uh, about. the use of sports in, in getting yeah. your message out is, is. I'll give you an example. I was doing a sur- um, uh, seminar down in Dominican Republic. It was all about uh, praying, intercession, spiritual warfare, because there's a lot of occultic oh, yeah. activity yeah. and this and that. It was a good-sized church, and so I got up to speak. But before I spoke, I was telling I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and then on my PowerPoint, all I showed was Cleveland Indians that were from Dominican <laughs> Republic. <laughs> no, Ramirez, this—they were yeah. going. I don't know if they learned anything <laughs> that, after I started to teaching, <laughs> but sports connected them. It does to what Robert's yeah. point. Sports connects people well, from all yeah. all all religion
2: becomes cool mm. right well, especially for the kids because they think if there's a high end athlete or somebody that they've looked up to and he's following Jesus Christ you know, man, th- that's th- that's a whole different ballgame. Can well, you name a
1: couple uh, yeah. in, a, in a, let's say, a greater Cleveland? Yeah. Certainly.
0: And, and team, I, I will say, all glory be to God, the last three years have been exhilarating. Mm-hmm. I mean, God is opening doors and no one can mm-hmm. shut. We've been praying Isaiah 22-22, Key of David, God mm-hmm. opens doors and no one can shut, shuts doors and no one can open. On September 24th of 2020 at First Energy Stadium in the first year of a global pandemic, Legendary Cleveland Browns quarterback Brian Sipe is sta- sitting there on the 50-yard yes. line yeah. in an event we had called from Red Right 88 yeah. to Romans 828. Oh,
1: okay, right, okay.
0: And by the way, Romans 828, God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Brian Sipe, yeah. for you Cleveland fans out there, which we all are at this table, he's the guy who threw the interception. Right. He's the guy that lost them the game, Yeah. and he's saying how God used that to help bring him to Jesus, is that right? And he brought a firebrand gospel presentation. Coach Sam Riggliano, Don Cockroft. Mm-hmm. It was the Cardiac Kids in Christ. So, so that was September 24, 2020. Then we had an event with Mark Price called Going Deep. Here's Mark Price, who was my hero when I was a kid. Mark Price could do anything when I was a kid, and I wanted to pay attention to him. Mm. Now he's talking about Ephesians 3:20. God can do exceedingly abundantly above yeah. all that we ask or think according to the power of the Holy Spirit that's at work within us, his words were a 5'11", 155-pound and wet kid who came to Jesus his junior year in, in high school, ended up becoming a 12-year NBA player, four-time year, four All-Star, two-time back-to-back NBA three-point champion, world uh, championship level uh, for team Dream Team 2, and his numbers hanging in the rafters because God used him. Mm. We did an event with Tim Tebow where he talked about where he won a major mm-hmm. event, a major game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, And it was the greatest game of his life. Like all of us, we get caught up in our own lives. He's getting ready to go in the locker room. The statistician runs up to him and says, Hey, Tim, do you realize it's three years to the day that you quoted John 3.16, for God so love the world, under your eyes? He said, No, I didn't know that. He said, Do you know you threw for 316 yards tonight? Do you know that your average yards per completion were 31.6? Your <laughs> yards per rush were 3.16? And 31.6 million people were watching that game? Whoa. It's not about beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we had that event. And then we had an event with David Baker, the former CEO of the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The guy's 6'9", 400 pounds, a little giant, <laughs> oh, who's talking about how difficult it <laughs> is to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be the best of the best. Right. But it's very simple to enter the Hall of Faith. Yes. You need to profess with your mouth that Jesus Christ right. is Lord and turn from your sins and give your life to him. And yeah. you're in the Hall of Faith. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, those are just yeah. a smattering events. And then we've got the one coming up in March.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this now a little bit,
0: Robert, if you will. Well, I, I feel like I'm talking too much, but no, it's you, you, you invited me in. Yeah, here. Hey, it's it's not. That's, <laughs> yeah, when you look at Cle- <laughs> When you look at Cleveland sports, which we all do, mm-hmm. in the, the last 30 or 40 years, a true legend is Coach Chuck Kyle. Mm-hmm. For those who played for him, I went to Olmstead Falls, so mm-hmm. I didn't. But those like Dan O'Leary and others who played for him at Ignatius, he's affectionately known as Chico. Chico, Back right. Back to the Indians. I yep. think he was a player for the Cleveland Indians. Now, he doesn't lead with this, but I think it's important to note that when you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you're all in it for the right reasons, you can win on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Just so happens that Coach Kyle, with his sharp mind, David, as you reminded us, his pure heart for God, just wanted to answer God's call in his life, they've won 11 state championships. They've won three national championships. According to Max Preps, he's one of the highest accredited, highly accredited coaches in the history of our country in St. Ignatius in Cleveland, Ohio. He just retired after nearly 40 years of remarkable service and the thousands of young people and old people alike that he's impacted through his humble servant leadership. Our committee, which is led by Lisa Sebastian, who's a Wonderful business leader in Cleveland. She was a Lady Buckeye, played in the NCAA Final Four. By the way, Lisa, if you're listening, you're doing a beautiful job leading this. We've got a great committee of men and women that are all in it for the right reasons, and we've designated Coach Chuck Kyle as our Lifetime Achievement Award winner. And on March 9th of 2023 at First Energy Stadium at 6 p.m., we'd invite you to be there to be a part of something special. We're also gonna have Coach Ginn and the Glenville State Championship team there, Ramir Askew is getting the player of the year and then if you know anything about avon an incredible community in northeast mm-hmm. ohio mm-hmm. eric frombach who's the athletic director at avon is going to be getting the huddle leader of the year this man is a champion for the lord and avon athletics is top tier so we think between glenville avon saint ignatius and our 17 sponsors yeah it's going to be a powerful night and i would close my my lengthy diatribe with this if you wanna get a reminder of what it's like when God calls one person to an assignment, including you, this would be a great night for that because Coach Kyle could have coached in the NFL. He was getting calls from Lou Holtz to coach at Notre Dame. He stayed at Saint Ignatius because that's God's call for his life. Right. And thank God he said yes to it.
1: So if somebody's hearing this right now, Robert, we're gonna mention this again before we end the program, do they just Go to the stadium? Uh,
0: Well, we'd love to have them there. But initially, they might want to go to FCA Ohio. That's FrankCharlieAppleOhio.org. That's our website. And then click on our events tab. It'll give you all the information you need to know. Want to give a nice shout out to Maximum Velocity and Ted Gordon who did an amazing video. That's our trailer video. You can click on that. You can click on sponsorship opportunities, individual and group tickets. Ideally, you would register in advance. Uh, but if you do end up showing up on March 9th, we'll, we'll take care of that then.
1: FCA.org. FCA Ohio. FCA Ohio. Uh,
0: FCA uh, Ohio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay, FCA. Yeah, FCAOhio.org, FCA and then click uh, on events. Okay,
1: cool. We'll announce that again. Okay, yeah. FCA.org. Okay, Ohio. So, I mean, David was a running back uh, so at St. Ignatius, it? but you weren't coached by... Coach yeah, Powell, yeah, it was his, was his
2: first yeah, year. It was his first year, as I mentioned. Roots. Yes. What do you remember about him, David? Oh, well, you know what? Um, the, the one thing I loved about him, because uh, he was also our track coach. Yeah, track. Um, yeah. And, you know, he would always run alongside you. He'd jog around the track with you. Wow. And I love the fact that he always used the term men. Come on, men, we can do this. You know, you you, you can do this. He was extremely positive, regardless of the situation. So you could tell there, there was that inner flame in him. Yes. And, you know, back then, I didn't know that he, he was a follower of Christ. I had no idea because I wasn't. Well, yes, you right. You know, right. it only was, tw- It's about been, what, about 12 years for me, John, 14 years maybe now. Uh, I never had the Lord, but he was so positive. You wanted to win for him. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like a coach yelling at you. I mean, he, he did it when he needed to get our attention, but you wanted to win for him. Mm-hmm. He really created the
0: team environment, and now a lot of
2: coaches can do that year after year.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, that's yeah. well said. And I'll quote Dan O'Leary, who was just on Channel Three with, uh, mm-hmm. what's the uh, Holly Strano talking yeah. about his experience because he won three mm-hmm. of those state champions. He said from the beginning, Coach Kyle was always saying that you have to have a spiritual base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the blocking and tackling and everything that comes with football will take care of itself. But You have to have something you're building your life on yeah. as a man in service mm-hmm. to others. And, yeah. look, I went to a public school, and Ignatius always kicked our butt and everything. When I was a young kid, I was like, man, Ignatius. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm starting to learn why they're so good. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Christ is at the center. They're building men to serve others, mm-hmm. including yeah. how you've benefited from that deal. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and I also want to give thanks, and I wasn't going to say this so publicly, but I think I should. I want to thank Bob Campana. Bob Campan has been a tremendous partner of us, and he was, FCA, and he was willing to put in substantial resources to make it a possibility for coaches and student-athletes to be there March 9th. We've got a lot of sponsors, praise God for every one of them, but if anything, we want more coaches, more athletic directors, more athletes to catch a vision through someone like Coach Kyle of what happens when you say, you know what, I want to bring Christ into my football program volleyball, soccer, tennis, golf, it could have an impression, even impression on a generation of young people.
1: So how do you see this uh, program that evening unfolding? What's your sense of it?
0: Well, ideally it's gonna start with a prayer. Right? Prayer is a first response and not Uh a last resort. We start with prayer, we'll give an overview of FCA from our full court faith basketball league to our one team camp, our all abilities camp, why this night of champions Mm -hmm. is the first of hopefully many years of honoring those that are doing it the right way. We'll have the awards ceremony. Yeah. There'll be an opportunity for people to volunteer going forward and support our cause. But I think it's a clarion call, particularly to people in athletics, if not the business sector as well. God has a call in your life. Answer it. Hmm. And answer it for his glory and his glory alone. And be humble. I mean, if I were the one emceeing it, I'm not. Dan Macon is, and he's great at it. That would be something I would hope would happen is from the kickoff at 7 p.m. to our closing into the end zone at 8.30, that everybody, we have 320 seats available, that every soul that's represented in one of those seats hears a message, hopefully through these testimonies, that inspires them to invite Jesus either into their life or into their sports program or Mm -hmm. both. So that we like to say in our core discipleship material, the world looks at sports as a pedestal God sees it as a platform. Yeah, right. Leverage the platform for the glory of God. What's so so there's only 320 seats well, for this getting, night. That would be a big
2: night for us. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that, but I wasn't sure of the numbers, so you, you probably need to sign in soon then, huh? Because you're probably getting- There, there is a up. sense of urgency yeah, because okay. based
0: on our sponsors, based on our group tickets and individual tickets, mm-hmm. and Avon, Glenville, and Ignatius community show up strong, I would encourage you, thanks for that question, mm-hmm. yeah. to go to fcaohio.org events. And if you want to be at this event, I would sign up.
1: So you have that. that's a limited seating. Yeah, yep. that's I it. Mean,
0: we'll have overflow yeah. potentially, but it's seated for 320.
1: I see. Now, uh, a couple of years back, the, we had a thing at the stadium with the Cleveland Indians. Okay. Before I, I think it was before the game, or mm-hmm. I'm trying to think it was before. Uh, I'm not they thinking. had, uh, I, don't, I don't know if that was FCA put that on or not. I think it was Detroit was there, and was they had some believers giving their testimony. Yeah. And every uh, anyhow, I uh, love that. I just uh, remember that because yeah. my grandchildren went down there, and everything It was really, again. Anytime you combine, you know, athletics. If you study uh, church history and missions mm-hmm. in the uh, at the era about a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. they used to have a thing called muscular Christianity, yeah. where sports were really looked at that you glorify God through competition and honesty and fairness, and but also strengthening your body right. and then glorifying him. and the classic is chariots of fire. Oh yeah, that was what Eric Little. Great movie. And uh, he said, God made me fast, mm-hmm. but he also made me for his glory and when I run, I feel his glory. I feel I'm, I'm fulfilling yeah. and he be, you know he's an Olympic star. Yes. later he became a missionary to China. I actually knew missionaries, retired mm. missionaries that knew him oh and were in the prison camp <laughs> wow, that he was wow. in when the Jap- and he died there. And they said even at the end, he was still uh, teaching kids, you know, how to run and how to do all this. Thing. I think he died of a brain aneurysm. Yeah. But they said no matter where he was, he always had this joy, but he always loved sports. You know, and that was the connecting. And fast forward to today,
0: you you know, with Robert. It's one of my favorite movies, and, and you <clears throat> quoted it well. And I love the scene at the end where Eric Little is getting ready to run a race. Mm. That typically he didn't run, and the reason he was running it is because he honored God yeah. by not running his historical race mm. on the Sabbath. He finds himself in uncomfortable circumstances, which, by the way, uh, that's why you need the Holy Spirit. He is the comforter. And as he's getting ready to run, he's running for Great Britain. You know, a United States runner Jackson Schultz hands him a note, and he flips it open. It says, It says in the good book, He who honors God, God will honor. Not him. a Samuel, yeah. And he goes and runs and wins the race and i think it's 1 corinthians 9 paul run the race yeah or fight yeah. the, yeah. the good fight fight the good fight you
1: know all these metaphors yeah. allusions to, to mm-hmm. sports and it's amazing robert what you've accomplished and what's going on here and everybody thinks there's something going on in northeast ohio yeah. i mean we just sense this 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 uh sports community business community all these different kind of mm-hmm. things are coming together and um uh, it could be you know, on a verge of a revival or an yeah. awakening. I always say, why not Cleveland? <laughs> why yeah. not Cleveland? Okay? Right. You know, I Well,
0: John, I, I appreciate that. I, I want to make it abundantly clear that it's God accomplishing it. Mm-hmm. Because I've experienced a lot of loss. I've experienced a lot of failure. In between my FCA 1.0 estate director and my 2.0 coming back as Metro Cleveland director, then mm-hmm. Northeast mm-hmm. Ohio, then Northern Ohio. And state of Ohio. I was a candidate for mayor of Cleveland. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, I'm not the mayor of Cleveland. I did not win. In fact, what my wife and I went through, spiritual warfare, public humiliation, persecution, lies and slander and gossip, everything that comes with that den of demons that can be politics sometimes, we stayed true to God, but God used it to refine us. Mm. He used it to break us. He used it to bring us to a point that it's either... We love to quote <clears throat> Romans 8.14 in mm-hmm. our FC team. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. It's not a guarantee that you're led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. My sincere hope more than ever, mm. and obviously I came back to Cleveland, Metro Cleveland in January of 2020, the global pandemic hits. If mm. there was ever a need to hit my knees and ask the Holy Spirit to lead Ohio right. or Cleveland, it was then. Yes. So any accomplishment, any fruitfulness, any accolades— all glory be to God, yeah. I'm not just saying that because that's the right thing to yeah. say. I recognize I'm just a vessel.
1: Praise the Lord, Robert. Amen. So, again, that's fcaohio.org, <coughs> fcaohio.org for more information. Yes, sir. You go to the events link, and plus they're just going to get more information about this, this organization.
2: You know, are, are there you. tools for the common listener that might not be in sports? We have some, you know, elder folks listening. Is there anything that they can benefit from? from your websites or you know
0: we've got some great tools yeah I mean from our Version Bible app I don't know if they're using their phones but I mean we have our coaches Bibles our e3 Bibles our okay. athletes Bibles we've got our discipleship material via the Version yeah. app there's devotions on issues like okay faithfulness stewardship <clears throat> competition oh. that we could send whether you're 80 years old or eight it's all applicable do you have
2: testimonies and other things to inspire people, too?
0: We do. And we've got video testimonies. Okay. We've got... Well, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. We want a resource. I mean, we are the Fellowship of Christian it Athletes, but yeah. even a lot of people that participate because of how God uses it, sometimes they're not athletes or coaches initially, but they're drawn to it because it's the right. Word of God. Wow.
1: you got a nice site. you got
0: a nice-looking site. Ken? Oh, we've can, got a tremendous uh, chief operating officer, our administrative leader, Natalie, who put that site together? Could somebody uh, that's not an
2: athlete or a coach currently could they get your training and then assist other
0: coaches? Well, that's a brilliant question, David. I, I'll go back to Eric Frombach. When it was actually men's fellowship that sparked the idea that he needed to do something more in his calling. Is that yeah. right? How about that? He decided to introduce FCA to Avon. Oh. And then he needed some training. And what we did is provided through our Metro Cleveland director, Nobles the Fourth, who's a mighty man of God, co-chaplain of the Cleveland Cavaliers, get to know him for sure because he's on the rise for the Lord. But we gave training, and we took them through the E3 playbook. Yeah. It really helps them engage, equip, and empower other coaches and athletes. And he just took it and ran with it. So there, we have more training, more resources than you could possibly oh, that's imagine. Great. And uh, it doesn't do that's us like, any good if we don't get them out. <laughs> I'm nice. oh, just looking at the site.
1: So it was the Friday morning Bible Fellowship helped uh, launch for, is that Eric right? Frombach, yeah. You wow. never know. You, you know never know. You know. You hear, I'm
0: sure you'll hear that story March 9th. Wow. wow. By the way, you're Turn, both invited. Thank you very so much.
1: So we're coming to a close here, yeah. Robert. Thank you for taking time to come in. And, and we get the... Uh, and again, everyone, if, you, if you're listening or you want to refer somebody to this, uh, what we uh, just talked about, Robert's testimony and all about Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you can go to john1421.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. John1421.com. Look on the left side. You you can just scroll and you'll see we'll have the title like Robert Kylo, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and then you yep. can get more information. And that's always going to be there. That's mm-hmm. archived there. So, uh, thank you, thank you, Robert. Thank uh, you. Any, yeah, great anything you want you to here, say in, in, before we close? We have a minute or so left. Is there anything you'd like to share with the audience? I'd love to close in prayer if that's yeah. okay,
0: because that's whether it's one person or thousands. <clears throat> you got the mic. Go ahead. the call of God. That you got would be the my phone. prayer. Father God, thank you that everybody listening that knows you, that we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which you, God, to prepared beforehand that we should walk in them before we were in our mother's womb. You have a plan for our lives it's a good plan it's a good future it's good news it's the gospel and it's the gospel of the kingdom you want to take the good news of jesus everywhere and lord i pray for every single person that will listen to this interview that they wouldn't hear from me they'd hear from you and that they would be reminded or introduced to your specific call for their lives because one man or one woman with god is always the majority and we know that our state motto is with you god all things are possible So I pray that you would stir my brothers and sisters up to love and good works. Thank you for John and David's hospitality. Continue to use this radio program to touch the lives of many. And, Lord, you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. I pray for every single person that listens to this radio program and even this interview that they would draw closer to you and that you would use them powerfully. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you, Robert. God God bless you.